Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. We are back in the office and ready to discuss Matthew Kachuk's more than likely departure from the Calgary Flames and the, the deadline that is rapidly approaching on that trade. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Matthew Kachuk has informed the Flames that he is not interested in signing a long-term deal. We have to discuss the ramifications of this, <laughs> the signs that were there, and how this came about, and plan, I don't even want to call it plan B, because I feel like you really have to dig through the file cabinet to to find something for this one. <laughs> but let's talk about the timeline of how this came about. Uh, so as we talked last week, or I guess earlier this week, no, it was last week. Uh, sorry, I'm co- just coming back from vacation. So it was one of the last episodes we talked about uh, the RFA is going to player elected arbitration. It was odd not seeing Matthew Kachuk's name in there, but... But, 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 we all kind of were like, okay, that's fine. You know, maybe he's going to sign his qualifying offer or, you know, we're just going to do something else. And uh, he he told the club that he is not interested in signing a long-term deal. And the club went to club elected play, club elected arbitration. So again, remember, we talked about there's three different phases and player elected is the first one typically only for the RFAs. And then we have the club elected, which, you know, it's for the RFAs that don't choose to go themselves. And if you go to arbitration, that qualifying offer is out the window. So that July 22nd deadline that the Flames had, or really any RFA who was extended a qualifying offer, uh, they have until July 22nd, unless they are going to arbitration, which throws that out the window and pushes the deadline a little further out. His deadline is August 11th. Uh, that is when his arbitration is scheduled for. That is the window that the Flames have to get a deal done. Now, there are certain teams on his list that he's interested in, and they include Vegas, Nashville, Florida, I'm assuming that means Tampa or the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers here in this situation just for cap space. And I would love the, I love the idea of a Sam Bennett and Matthew Kuchuk reunion. St. Louis, obviously, and Dallas. All of these teams are in states that don't have income or property tax. So it makes sense why professional athletes want to sign there and you know, everybody knows that <laughs> St. Louis is obviously on his list. And that that's just a given. You know, you can't get mad at him for that. Um, although I do think Vegas needs to mind their business and fix their problems before even trying to stick their nose in ours. <laughs> like I said, this schedule, 
uh, sorry, the hearing is scheduled for August 11th, and that acts as a deadline for the Flames. Any of the teams that he is interested in need to make sure that he is interested in signing long-term there. They need to make sure he is you know, committed to being there. Like this, these teams are not going to make a trade for a rental for one. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Nashville would probably lay everything on the line to get Matthew Kachuk. I think all, honestly, any of these teams would, but because Nashville has been making such a push this off season with, uh, you know, they just signed, you know, Nita Ryder, which we're going to talk about later. They re-signed Philip Forsberg. I feel like they have been making an aggressive push to get better. So, you know, I'm sure that their GM and everyone is, like, sitting around a conference table. They're probably, honestly, on Zoom because they're all at a beach or something. <laughs> uh, trying to figure out how to get this done. Now, that's not, like, the blue and yellow that I think most Kachuk fans want to see him in, but it, it, it still, still will look good. Uh, I just, I don't have any inkling on what team could be first or could be last to make an offer. I think that the Flames are obviously in very hot water. You, if you've ever cooked a lobster and you know, like when it starts, the, it's boiling and like you can like kind of hear the lobster scream, that's Bradtree living right now. So um, th- th- it does not appear that they are m- doing anything to kind of counteract this, but I've heard, I was listening to 32 Thoughts, and it sounds as if the Flames are being extra careful. You know, I don't think that they could roll out a red carpet for Matthew Kachuk. Um, I don't think that anything is interested in- enough to resign here which is a shame, but you know what? Like, at least this time around, you're getting something in return. Unlike with Johnny walking. Coming up next, we are going to talk about this plan B, plan Z. I don't know what to call it because I don't think that this is something the Flames ever envisioned because it just doesn't sound like the Flames ever have a plan for anything. (laughs) But... Coming up next, we will talk about that as well as my thoughts on what the Flames need to do uh, to kind of get ahead of the curve here or just at least attempt to do something to better themselves and not look like a complete foolish organization. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk about our friends at Built Bar first. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff is an absolutely delicious sweet treat that gives you fuel for your tank. I am someone who loves a good chocolate treat. I am someone who truly enjoys a snack. I love my snacks. And uh, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor is now in a built bar. Uh, It's in a puff now. So it's a marshmallowy texture versus the bar. And It's low calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, delicious for you. And they're only here for a limited time. So head on over to built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. And, and this gives you a time to try all 
of the built flavors because they do have variety packs and you can get ahead of the uh, March Madness bracket that they're going to be doing, obviously, in March. But it's a great time to test that out. Uh, the best part about Built Puffs is that they taste amazing, but they're good for you as well. They're the perfect treat when you have a craving and you need to satisfy that sweet tooth. Or you need a quick, healthy snack to give you a little fuel. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing and get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Head on over to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. I hope if you were listening to the pre-recordings that I left up, uh, that I had scheduled for when I was on vacation, I hope you enjoyed them. You know, I was at the amusement park when I found out that Matthew Kachuk <laughs> wanted to be, uh, or was more than likely going to be traded, uh, <laughs> that he doesn't want to sign a long-term deal in Calgary. I was hot, sweaty, miserable before, and I was cranky, hangry, and even more upset because (laughs) why can't the Flames and their fans have anything nice? And I think it's, you know, pretty fair to expect this team to be in a little bit of of trouble, you know? I, I think that's fair because they are. They're in some trouble. They had no plan. They had absolutely no plan for Gaudreau's departure. They didn't try to sign him last summer. They didn't try to trade him. They didn't do anything. And he walked. And I think here they're trying to get ahead of the curve because you know you're getting assets for him. And you have to have a productive, proactive plan here because otherwise you're going to get absolutely fleeced. And... The Flames cannot afford to do that right now, okay? This organization does not believe in rebuilds. This organization doesn't even believe in their own players. It's very clear that they don't trust their own players. They have no faith in them. They don't really see the value of this team until it's too late. So they've supposedly turned down an offer from the Blues. And then it included Cairo or Robert Thomas Krug, and a few draft picks. Now, do, would I love to see Tory Krug on this team? Yes, of course. I think that would be so cool to watch. Um, he's one of like my favorite undersi- undersized, quote-unquote, players in the league. He's a great uh, offensive defenseman. I think he would do great on this line and or in this defensive core and really uh, help strengthen it. Um, but the Flames didn't want that. And I wonder if they are going to do something where they don't trade him within the conference because (laughs) that's probably your biggest threat right now is to, you know, keeping him in the conference. You know, John left the conference. If Kachuk stays, that's, uh, and that's still a lot of um, uh, meetings with these teams that you have to play and, it's probably for the best if he goes out further out east, right? But I I don't know if 
he'll end up getting traded to the East. I say that only because at the end of the day, you know, the Flames can reject a trade. But if the offer is too good to be true, then of course. You know, I think it's silly to take the first offer that's on the table from any team. But, you know, this gives the Blues time to go back and be like, okay, like this is what we're working with here. Uh, they want they, – they, we need to sweeten it. We need to throw in something else. You know, do we throw in an extra draft pick? Do we throw in a prospect? Like, what do we do? And it also gives other teams time to focus on their package. You know, what, what do we do here? Because I this is not a situation where it's going to be a one-for-one trade. This will absolutely not be a one-for-one trade. The Flames would be out of their minds if they accepted a one-for-one trade for Matthew Kuchel. Uh God, that would be a whole new level of incompetence. That would become the new Taylor Hall and Adam Larson. The trade is one-for-one uh, kind of meme. But I, I think that Nashville is definitely a team that is going to make a push. Like I mentioned earlier, they're a team that is 2 million percent working to become a better team, a more competitive team. They have seen, uh, you know, early exits from the playoffs year after year. And it's they, like they have it in them. It's there. I mean, obviously, they went to play Colorado in the first round, and Daryl Sutter said himself, you know, you're wasting eight days if you're playing Colorado. So I think that they know that adding a player like Matthew Kachuk would be uh, just – you don't do that very often. And to have him, Philip Forsberg, and, you know, just all of these talented players on your team – that would be something. And I think that they have gotten Nino Niederreiter just signed there. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty nice, pretty sweet for Nashville. And my first thought when I saw Florida on the list, it wasn't immediately Tampa Bay. It was the Florida Panthers because number one, I think that they are a very competitive team. I think that, you know, in a year or two, they're probably going to be more competitive and, you know, in a better position than Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is getting so old. And I would love to see a Sam Bennett and Matthew Kachuk reunion. Plus, they're in a very good spot to be in the playoffs. They have turned their franchise around after, you know, a rough few years. You know, I remember watching Panthers games and seeing so, so few people in the stands. And now we go and it's sold out. So it's really exciting to see that. I don't know what their asset and cap situation looks like. So um, I would absolutely recommend listening to the corresponding Locked On show <laughs> for each team to really kind of get, a, get an idea and get more of a feel for that. But I really think the only way they trade with Dallas as well is if they get Jason Robertson. Like you do not accept a trade with Dallas that does not have Jason Robertson in it. You just don't. Like that would be such a foolish 
such a foolish agreement, but it is absolutely something I could see Brad Tree Living doing because we know that he's not the best decision maker. And the thought of that, I'm like spiraling thinking of that. But again, you know, this is why he has a bunch of advisors, right? But I, I would like to see Tyler Sagan and Matthew Kachuk on the same team. I think that would be really cool. Uh, I just, I think that the Flames have a little bit of leverage here for once. Thank God it's about time. But it's not something that they can get foolish with and play play around with too much because I, I think that most teams that are going to be interested in this um, are going to put like go all in no matter who they are. I've heard that the Flames are at least asking for uh, David Posternock or Charlie McAvoy if you know, Boston wants to entertain this idea, but also that came from a source that is notorious for lying and being wrong and having a bad rep in the Boston media. So again, I don't think that that's true. Um, also, they said maybe like Brandon Carlo, you're not trading Matthew Kachuk and getting just Brandon Carlo and some prospects in a draft pick in return. That's not happening. I'm sorry. It just, it's, no, absolutely not happening. So, (laughs) coming up next, we are going to talk about what this team can do from your sweet little podcast general manager, Jess Belmosto, and what what their problem is. Because the, the Flames, the Flames don't have a ton of, attractiveness for free agents signing here. So let's jump right into that after this short break. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. I appreciate you listening. Uh, we have we are just about at 18,000 downloads for the year, which is huge. That is a uh, personal best, I would say, but like it's literally because of the listeners. And when I first started hosting this show, I remember being so excited that I had hit like 5,000 downloads. So to see the numbers almost, you know, I just double, triple, quadruple, nearly quadruple. Um, It has been really fun. It's been a chaotic year for the Flames and their fans, but I'm happy to be here for you every day. More and more names are coming off this free agency board, right? The Flames have been in touch with Nazem Kadri. They're not going to offer him this $10 bajillion deal uh, based on what I've heard from Elliot Friedman uh, on 32 Thoughts. It sounds like they have been in contact, but they're going to be more careful with their money here. They want to be careful with the term and the money because you never know. You don't know what a player can do after – I mean – Look at Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan back in 2018, 2019 had a fantastic season. Like everybody was like, this guy's turning in the right direction. He's being catapulted into his prime and then <laughs> fell apart. And you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket with one player. You still need to re-sign some of your restricted free agents that also have um, arbitration hearings coming up in August. 
you have, you've really, really got to do something. We can't just keep signing depth players or AHL players. We've, we've got to do something. So a Nazem Cowdery would be nice. Um, you know, Nino Niederreiter, I mentioned, I mentioned earlier in this show because I am so frustrated with the Flames. Um, we just signed a two-year, $4 million contract. So $8 million bucks, right? Where is Brad Tree living? Where is Brad Tree living? Did Nino decide he doesn't want to play for a non-competitive team? They, the Flames don't have this these attractive pieces anymore. Remember last year how I talked about players like Blake Coleman wanting to come to Calgary because of how attractive and the Flames were with Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. That is out of the picture now. And that's going to be a big problem for the Flames because who are you going to use to lure in free agents? Oh, yes. We have Milan Lucic, Trevor Lewis, you know, I don't think that you can do that. Uh, players want to win. And I think, once again, Calgary has kind of done another 180. They hit us with an Uno reverse after a great season. And they need to figure out a way to become more competitive. They have to. They have to figure out a way. Because, I'm sorry, I do not see Daryl Sutter dressing a roster that is, you know, mainly AHL players. I don't see that. And I absolutely don't think enough prospects are ready to take that jump. So they need to go out and sign some free agents. They need to make a trade. It'll be interesting to see what the Flames get for Matthew Kachuk. Do I think that it's going to be equal not necessarily but i think if you get a player like jason robertson yes that's probably going to be as close equal as you're going to get um i'm blanking right now you know i i have been on vacation mode i I can't really remember many prospects and things like that but i do think the flames need to figure it out (laughs) they need to figure it out and i don't know if tree living is doing something Lou Lamorello style, where he doesn't talk to the media about this, but that seems like the complete opposite of of who Tree Living is. But I do know that um, accountability, remember when I, if you've been listening for a while, you'll remember that I always say no one is immune from criticism. That includes the general manager, because he has done a horrific job with asset management. Uh, The Flames should not, absolutely should not be in the situation that they are in right now but alas they are (laughs) and this is going to be an interesting one to pull us out of and i'll be here reporting it i'm here for y'all whenever you need me uh starting next month we'll be doing three episodes a week so we will be cutting it back but thank you so much for tuning into locked on flames as always i'm just omasto I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing this. I appreciate your comments. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. And make sure that you are subscribed wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
leave a nice little review, a little rating, something to show me some love that helps in the charts and lets the network know I'm doing a great job. Uh, tomorrow we will be back with our winners and losers of the week and, of course, whatever the Flames have to offer us in between now and then, which could be a lot or it could be nothing. <laughs>